Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. March 30th, 2021. Turkey Necks. How to be in control. German mathematics. Stealing from Russia. The bulges of He-Man. Stealing artifacts and waiting for sex toys. This is awesome today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily podcast. Or, it might be part of a double-blind study conducted by the CIA, effectively an extension of old mind control studies like MKUltra. If you don't like it, please continue to listen anyway, so that our data gathering is not compromised. Hi. And hello. Good day to you. Good day, March 30th. Yeah, it and is. And Megan. Or Meg. <laughs> or Megzy. <laughs> Megzy. That's the appropriate moniker. There's a, that freaked me out. I looked over whatever device you've got holding your hair up has a a shiny thing and it looked like a beetle larvae or something. (laughs) Yikes. I don't like those. I'm glad that you just like, even if it was, you were just going to be like, hmm, is there a bug in your hair? I'm not going to say anything. Now I actually feel like there's a bug in my hair. There's a lesson to be learned in life and that is... When you volunteer information, you volunteer yourself for work. So just nestle that one away. That's just bonus material. (laughs) What's going on today? Well, it's National Turkey Neck Soup Day. I know you've been waiting for this year year round, um, whatever. No. As we know from Cousin Eddie, save the neck for me, Clark. (laughs) Uh, One of the best lines from Christmas Vacation. One of the many great lines. Yeah. Along with Shitter's Full, that's a great one as well. Um, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, man, I just hate the fact that when I buy a turkey, it only comes with one neck. What a, what a bummer. It is true. It's uh, it's very disappointing, but there are actually stores who sell the necks separately. You don't say. That's just good times for everyone. All right. Now, a quick skim through, and it does appear as though turkey neck soup is basically just chicken soup, except you've used 
turkey neck and or turkey broth. Turkey broth is a little harder to find. Like you kind of have I mean, to You got to make it. You got to make it. Um, yeah. Well, you, you know, you could do this traditional style. You could include some form of pasta. You could put beans in it. Yeah. Um, any number of things. If you're like me and you're not so much a fan of the turkey or of any soups made from birds, you might consider doing the following. Go to your store or stores that are around you, if there's more than one, mm -hmm. and start buying up all the turkey necks. Mm. Just get all the turkey necks you can. Do that for a time. What it's going to do is it's going to look like there's a huge demand. And so ah. turkey neck companies are going to start cranking out the turkey necks. Start chopping off those little turkey necks a lot faster. Yep. You do that, you get them really overproducing the turkey necks, and then suddenly and without warning, mm. stop. Mm. It will ultimately force turkey neck industry into bankruptcy. Oh, no. And I believe that this is one instance of a necessary evil. Do this. Let's be done with the turkey necks. Speaking of evil. You could freeze them and you could use it as a safety baton oh. to beat people with. But that's about the only use I know of. And it's probably going to thaw out in your in your fanny pack, which is going to leave some odd moisture marks. And smell. Yeah. I thought you were going to say freeze it and give it to your dogs. Um, uh, you could beat your dogs with it as well, if never, that's your thing. Never beat a dog. But you will be arrested. Can I, can I ask you why turkey neck soup day is in the end of freaking march i'm not sure because um, nobody wants turkey necks or turkey neck soup and so they're like where should we do it let's just how about march 30th i don't know so here's a phenomenon and maybe it's related maybe it isn't i noticed it's it's been some years back um we have a, a decent little grocery store up the road a bit a piece if you will um <laughs> And I, I will use, uh, I have used, I will use chicken in jambalaya. Yeah. And often when I'm making jambalaya, I like to find the absolute cheapest cuts of meat and things available. Uh, just because it's, that's kind of in theme with what it is. Mm -hmm. See if you can take trash and turn it into treasure. Sure, of course, yeah. And I had noticed at this grocery store that months after the... Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays, when one would traditionally eat turkey and or ham, yes. that all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they had these crazy deals going on for chicken and ham. Mm -hmm. And it was literally stuff that was, in fact, left over months after that had just been frozen rock solid somewhere in the back. And it bothered me. Yep. I bought it anyway, yep. because I'm an idiot. No. Um, bought the ham. Yep. And... I think managed to wreck the gastrointestinal yep. tracts of the entire family for almost a solid week. I do recall that. It was unfortunate. It was. It was. And I didn't even do the turkey. Nope. So, yeah, it's weird. Uh, but anyway, back to what's important. Let's buy all the turkey necks and put these bastards out of business. Fair? <laughs> yes. I think that's the best celebration of this holiday. Okay. I have another holiday for today. Do you now? Or rather, we all do. Okay. It's National I Am In Control Day. Good luck with that. As of now, I am in control here in the White House. These were the words spoken by the Secretary of State on March 30th, 1981, 
after the assassination attempt on President Ronald Reagan when Vice President George Bush wasn't where was he around? What was he doing? Um, I something to do with cocaine and hookers. I no, believe. No, how dare you? In a foreign country where it was legal. I mean, he was the former uh, director of the CIA. Yeah, he so. has a lot of connections. Um, he was out, and so the Secretary uh, uh, of State was like, "Well, it's me," and made this bold proclamation. Was later called out by the media and embarrassed by it, and kind of was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm just, just kidding. Yeah, it's just a joke." Just wanted to see if anybody would catch it. Now it is believed that this did serve as the point of origination for the holiday, though this holiday is not about taking over the White House, Thank unless goodness. you. Choose to make it nope, so. Nope, don't do that. Wouldn't ever. recommend it. No. Rather, today is about taking charge over something in your life that you do control. Mm. And all of the normal things that you would expect. Well, you know, get a planner and make a big list and get sticky notes and eat the frog and all the different things that try to, people try to do to generate motivation uh -huh. towards a thing they don't want to do. Right. Yeah. I would propose if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Mm -hmm. And instead look for something that you kind of would like to do and maybe haven't and take charge of that instead. Okay. And then take the White House. A any White House. Whatever's <laughs> close to you, just take it. <laughs> we would never, never advocate for that. There is a White House next to us. There is. I like who lives there. They're kindly, good nice people. people. Yeah. Um, I think just based on the fact that even though I'm currently in my mid-80s, this guy's older than me, I think I could take him. I think I could take that White House. I do like that house. I'd give it back. Yeah. I do like the house and the neighbors. Mm -hmm. The neighbors are very nice. I love One thing I love about that house is that... The previous owners had the forethought to move their laundry facilities from their basement up to the second floor where all the bedrooms are. It's so smart, and I'm so jealous. I will not buckle to your pressure. We have no room for it anyway upstairs. They have room for it. We don't. You could put it in the girls' room. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not crowded in there. Since they need to be doing that damn laundry anyway. Yeah. If it is your birthday today, first of all, happy birthday. You do share it with... Canadian, international, superstar singer, a library, a whole library, a discography filled, yeah. filled with number one songs. Yes. Now, she came from a poor background. She was one of 14 children, but she has gone on to be the best-selling Canadian artist of all time, selling more than 250 million albums worldwide. Bob Seger. Not Bob Seger. He's a dude. Also not Shania Twain. Well, it should be. Shania's on TikTok now, though, so you can go watch her. Maybe she'll overtake Over there. whoever you share your oh, birthday Oh, that's with. never going to happen because if you're born today, you share it with international superstar and living legend. Say it with me now. Celine Dion. Celine Marie Claudette Dion. That's a that's a big name for She's the 14th child or one of 14 children. I don't, I don't know that she was the 14th. She with a name like that, and I do believe I recognize this from her life story. She's French-Canadian. Do you think she's Catholic? Well, it's possible. I'm pretty sure she is. Um, also, in Whirl, I'm going to tell you the number one most impactful, most underrated, most amazing power ballad in Celine Dion's... It's a duet by Celine and Bob Seger. No, no, that's not going to... 
be a power ballad. It is a power ballad. No. It's called Rock and Soul. Uh, nope, that's not right. But I will tell you in world the song you should listen to on repeat, I would suggest, on this, her birthday. Okay. I have other titles it could be. Uh, yeah, I bet you do. I should probably hold off, though, because this can't wait. In 1796, Carl Friedrich Goss, a wily German mathematician, discovered the construction of the heptadecagon. That is a mouthful, heptadecagon. It's a mouthful because it's 17 things. It's 17 sides to a polygon. Oh, my. What a happy day this yeah, is. Yeah, you got to keep an eye on those German mathematicians. They'll do it. Even just at the tender age of 19, he presents his proof. Uh, it is the first progress in regular polygon construction in over 2,000 years. Bring it on. Now, in simplistic terms, his proof relies, firstly on the fact that constructability is equivalent to expressibility of the trigonometric functions of the common angle in terms of arithmetic operations and square root extractions, and secondly, on his proof that this can be done if the odd prime factors of n, the number of sides of the regular polygon, are distinct fermat primes of a specific form. <laughs> Duh! It's simplistically elegant. Oh my gosh. Uh, that was just the first part of his proof? Or with that whole thing. Well, those were the two the two major okay. things within it. I I, I didn't bring in the formula oh, to okay. share. It's beautiful. I didn't bring it in because when I type on the the mechanical typewriter, <laughs> I don't know how to do exponents, and I okay. I refuse to read it if it's not in the right form. Of course, it would be a disgrace. It would be an insult. At, I'm going to call him Dr. Gauss. Oh, well, okay. He may or may not have been, but he should be. Um, when you were reading that definition or the proof just now, I felt like I was getting hypnotized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's the beauty of it. And right. we all, of course, know the numerical value of 17 and the magic that that is. <laughs> and if you don't, you should go read. <laughs> okay, 1858. Hyman L. Lippmann of Philadelphia patents the pencil with an attached eraser. I'm pissed. Why? That was 1858. Yeah. And in 1862, when I began kindergarten, okay. we were given, no, 1863, first grade. Yeah. We were given pencils with no damn eraser. Why? They were also about as big around as a freaking piece of kindling. Wait, is this true about, not the year, but when you went to first grade, yeah. you had pencils with no eraser? Yeah, big old blue. I can't remember. They may have been called big blue. I don't know. It was a big <laughs> log of a pencil that had blue paint on it. There was no eraser on the end. Oh, no. no allowance for errors. No, it's And then hate it. we were, because the pencil sharpener was so cool, we were, you had to have permission oh, to yeah. use it, which required a pencil inspection. Yep. And so you had to, you had to be down to wood scrapings on your tearing through that coarse big chief tablet on your practicing your, your letters. Mm -hmm. It was miserable and I hated it. And I remember then finally, I think it was third grade when we were allowed to branch outside of the, the recommended we could go to the damn bookstore the school bookstore which there were no books in it okay that's what they called it yeah 
mistakes were made. It was supplies. We were allowed to buy pencils there that had erasers on them. And, and, and they were breakdancing pencils. Down the side of the pencil, if you weren't too quick in your sharpening, you had all of the steps necessary to complete a breakdancing move. And I believe there were six or seven different moves described along the side of the pencil. Now, if you didn't learn it before you required more pencil lead, you performed an incomplete move. Yep. And you were not allowed into the breakdancing club. The 80s were a magical time. 1880s. <laughs> it took me that long to get from first grade to third. Not ashamed. Okay, good. Oh, my goodness. Well, in 1867, the U.S. purchased Alaska from Russia, paying $7.2 million, which was roughly two pennies per acre. Mm. Russia, you are dumbasses. <laughs> that was when it was still under the uh, monarchy. So, you know, a lot of inbreeding, a lot of... I don't know. Something I feel to like explain... There's no explanation for that amount of stupidity. Oh, okay. Literally one day of oil production off of that pristine frozen wasteland. How could they wasteland. have known? How could they have known? Well, obviously we did. Obviously we did. Why else would we want to? The only other reason oh. we would want a piece of land not connected to us directly uh -huh. would be for military purposes. And everybody knows it's too cold to be in the military in Alaska, except for those who are, and I appreciate your service. Yes, yes. I'm sure that one of our historically-minded Awesome Today fam will be able to correct us. Bring it on. What the Alaska Purchase is probably wasn't called the Alaska Purchase, was um, it? I don't know. Well. It wasn't the Louisiana Purchase. I, that's what came to mind was the Louisiana Purchase. Yeah. Then I was like, they can't just like reuse the name, can they? Well, they could, and our government would probably try to pull a, a boner like that. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> well, let's skip ahead in time a little bit, because in 1970, Miles Davis, jazz great, mm -hmm. jazz legend, releases a double album titled Bitches Brew. Right on. I'm obsessed with that one. I want a graphic t-shirt, and I want it now. Though it went on to win a Grammy. Initial reception of this album was mixed, and not because of the name of it. It is jazz, after all. It kind of everything yeah. goes in the land of jazz. Miles was experimenting with electric instruments and adopted loose, rock-influenced rhythms, which were both departures from traditional jazz, the style in which he had become so popular. He was, he was exploring his artistic side. Yeah, definitely. Thankfully, thankfully, yeah. um, the powers that be weren't enough to disrupt his progress that people listened, liked it, and said damn no to yeah. those who would have restricted him. Yeah, and they said damn yes to him. Yeah. Or hell yes. Hell yes. Damn no, critics. 1981. As referred to at the top of the show, uh, in your spotlight on National I Am In Control Day, today... John Hinckley attempted, attempted to assassinate President Ronald Reagan. Do you remember this day in history? We were young. 50-ish. Somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. I age in dog years. Oh, okay. Or anti-dog years All or right. something. Yes. Um, I don't. I don't either at all. The only thing I, I remember about bit. the Reagan presidency was in kindergarten, we 
we were misled, and I don't appreciate that. <laughs> how dare you? Sir, how dare you mislead the innocent youth? We, it was coming up on the election, and we were given... This is the 1984 election, not 1980. Um, no. Oh, 1980? 1980? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 1980 election. We were handed out periodicals that were literally like, they were newsprint, mm. um, but had been designed for kindergarten classes, and we were instructed that we were participating in the election. Oh. And we'd had to try to figure out who to oh. vote for. You were, oh, it's you highly were, stressful. Yeah, I was going to say, your little kindergarten. Like, I don't even know where he stands on the issues. I didn't know this was going to be required. <laughs> you were in advanced kindergarten. Thankfully, or uh, or maybe tragically, I did vote for him. And he won, which led me to go on for many years in the aftermath thinking, Whoever as a kindergarten has... citizen of this Great United States of America, I have voting rights. I did not. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I don't understand how time works. Because how, okay, I know, I, we did a mock election too, but it was when Reagan was running against Walter Mondale, mm -hmm. and that would have been 1984. Right. I well, don't know what grade I was we, in, we, we did, did the same too. thing. Okay. And... I voted for Reagan again. I was not yet <laughs> informed that my vote, in fact, didn't count. But I voted for Reagan again, and mainly because, do you remember who ran as VP? On uh, his ticket or the no, other no, one? No, the other ticket. Geraldine Ferraro. Yep, and there was a rhyme that was created about her. Um, and it was honestly very risque for something to be floating around in the... And, the, and I was offended by that. And I was like, I will not vote for someone who oh, great. has risque things about them. <laughs> the I patriarchy was, one. I did not understand, in fact, how politics work and mudslinging and all of that. Now, you can claim patriarchy if you want. Uh -huh. I maintain that my vote did not count. <laughs> okay. Woo. What's well, next? 1983. And this is important to everyone. Today marks the day that crude oil futures contracts were first traded. Actually began on two different exchanges. One of them flubbed, if you will. Okay. And so everybody then went to the other. And if I could be incorrect, I'm not too concerned if I am or not. I think, though, that crude oil futures may current day be the highest volume of futures trading that goes on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a thing. It is. Um, feel free to ask questions or move on to the next thing because I have all kinds of shit I can tell you about this. <laughs> you it's have... really riveting. <laughs> riveting. It will not help you be eligible to vote for the next election. <laughs> but it might hypnotize you. Just it like... could. <laughs> it could. All right. 1987. All right. Just crap on Oh. Crap on my burning passion. I didn't know. <laughs> Hey, we were really is there a that. parade in here? I would like to urinate on one. Where might it be? <laughs> I really didn't know we were doing that. Um, we don't know. We're not, obviously. Yes. We've gone on already to Listen, 1987. A lot of times you put things in here or you drop in little side tangents and then it's just for jokes. So I didn't know. It is a joke, evidently. I'm a giant walking <laughs> joke. I vote as a kindergartner. <laughs> Who are you, sir? Um, in 
An anonymous foreign buyer purchased Vincent Van Gogh's masterpiece, Sunflowers. Not to be confused with Sunflower, the Post Malone song Indeed. that we listened to it's nonstop for a year. One's visual, one's audio. Yeah. $36.3 million. <clears throat> a tidy sum. A tidy sum for Sunflowers. Now, Van Gogh, Van Gogh did, in fact, use a portion of the proceeds to purchase a prosthetic ear. Thank goodness. It was awkward because by then he had been long dead. Yeah. As we've established on the It's show. hard to create a prosthetic ear that looks decayed. Mm, I hate that idea. But interestingly enough, fun fact, today in 1853 also happens to be the day of Van Gogh's birth. Indeed. Little secret buried lead yeah. nugget. You did it. The second celebrant of you, your birthday if you, it is your birthday. Yeah, you tucked that little nugget away here in the in the notes. Thank you for that. 1996. It's a fairly non-magical year. Um, it's the year we started dating. Excuse me. Um, it's pretty magical. Listen, your, I paid the dowry to your father. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Gosh, early 1900s. Mm -hmm. I'd set that up. Then he was born, he received it, and he knew his firstborn daughter would be pledged to me. So okay. forgive me if 96, the moment that your dad presented you to me, uh-huh. handcuffed and in harlot's clothing, I accepted <laughs> oh my gosh, you. That took a real turn. I cut the bonds. I let you free, supposedly, to enter into a new patriarchy. Okay. It's, yes. yes. Next anyway, 1996, Prince Edward. And his girlfriend, Sophie, they visited Greystoke Castle. Now listen, Greystoke is not where He-Man lives. Rather, that is Greystone mm. Castle. And that's a common mistake. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up over that. Okay. When asked whether or not he would also be visiting Greystone, Prince Edward said definitively no. He said that He-Man was very, quote, bulgy. And his fur bikini bottoms left far too little to one's imagination. He-Man declined to reply. Mm-hmm. Was that all entirely true? Or mostly true? It was It was truth adjacent. <laughs> truth adjacent. My favorite kind. Here's the thing. Yeah. I read the headline that in 1996, Prince Edward and his girlfriend Sophie visited Greystoke Castle. And that's all it said. Yeah. And I felt like the story needed some help because sure. it's not that interesting. 
Well, yeah, I'm glad that you brought in the uh, He-Man connection. We've not talked enough about He-Man nor She-Ra. He's bulgy. She's bulgy. Yeah, that's true. Everybody likes those bulges. All right. Except for when there are two Protestants gathered together in the same place. Yeah. Then there's no admittance to oh. the enjoyment of the bulginess. It's just a quiet understanding. It's kind of like fishing and beer. Yes. As it relates. Well, in 2001, at 15 years of age, 15, I tell you, younger than Daisy. 15 and nine months, to be fair. So he was post 15. Point five or okay. fifteen and a half. Okay, all right. Then you got super technical. You did a lot of reading on this. I, I feel like more than I wanted to. Well, at fifteen years of age, Michael Phelps becomes. Oh no, he breaks the two hundred meter butterfly world record at the U.S. World Championship Trials. This was pre pre marijuana. Right. Yes. As well, we all know, he enjoys maybe, the stink. Maybe it was like. It was already happening, but nobody I knew don't. it. I don't. Well, he it was 19... I'm sorry, it was 2001. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he did become the youngest male to set a world record later. A mere... No, to set a world record. And then I was going to say, later in 2012... Yes. He would set world records by becoming the most jiffable... Olympian ever with his Michael Phelps angry face. Do you remember that? I do. And I also remember, was it, it was the 12 Olympics that we watched him swim in. And yeah. that was when we performed the marital act oh and Lord. conceived the twins. Oh my gosh. And there were many inside jokes about who's the real Olympic swimmer here. Okay. You disagree? No. That was that was true. I didn't make that up in the moment. We did. No, that is true. Joke about that. In you, 2012, we did, yes. Yeah. Was it 2012? Yeah. And they were born yeah, in 2013. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Stop questioning that. I it would never. That does not go on in this patriarchy. No questions, <laughs> ma'am. Ma'am! Um, what? I had something else I was going to offer there. Okay. That Michael Phelps. Probably. The swimmers. Michael Phelps and the swimmers. <laughs> it's a new band. Yes. What was it? I don't know. Okay. Damn it, man. Okay. Anyway. 2011. Hundreds. Not tens. But hundreds of Inca artifacts are returned to Peru. That's where... The Incas of Peru, if you've ever heard that phrase, that's what it means, that the Incas, in fact, were of Peru or from Peru. Thank you for explaining that for my lady brain. It's, I never would have known. I have to fight to help bring it to the level of comprehension. Gotcha. But I do that because I love you. Thank you. And because I paid a pretty penny for you. Yeah, with my dowry. With the dowry. Damn you, dowry. Um, hundreds of Inca artifacts are returned to Peru after being gone for nearly a hundred years. Wow. And they were so excited. There was like a huge, like almost liturgical event I bet. to receive them yes. back home. Now, these items had been taken from the ancient site of Machu Picchu and were in the possession of Yale mm. University. You don't say. Now, Yale insisted they've been on loan We just to borrowed us. them, you we guys. We just borrowed them. It's like a long-term loan. Yeah, but the return had required a lengthy fight between the government of Peru and Yale. Now, in the world of tool patriarchy, mm -hmm. I live there. 
I know what it's about. Men know that loaning tools out, it's a pretty damn good way to ensure that you don't have those tools anymore. Yeah. You don't loan your tools to other dudes. Okay. It's not a good practice. Noted. Is there something like that within the matriarchy of which I'm unaware? Books. Books? Absolutely, hands down. If you loan a book to a friend, you may as well just give it to them. You're never going to see it again. I've done it. I've kept books. Has it ever spoiled a friendship? No. I mean, I think if it was like a really good friend or they really wanted it, if a friend was like, hey, remember when I loaned you such and such book? I'd be like, oh my gosh, I still have that. Yes, I'll drop it by. I mean, it's not, there's not like a lot of reason. But then do you? (laughs) No. I don't. So. Why did you look at me so so. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, but seriously, I've done it. I've also loaned books to friends and it's just genuinely, we may just say like, here, I'm giving this to you. Well, I think that's the the loading part. That's the best practice. Yes. Tools, books, or even money. If you're loaning to a friend. Yeah. Just consider it. Call it a gift. Mm -hmm. Now, you may be rewarded in those events. You may be rewarded by the return of the item, yeah. the money, the whatever, yeah. possibly even with interest. Who knows? And in that moment, you know that the person that is your friend is of high integrity. Okay. But in the interim, yeah. or in the otherwise occurring event, had they not returned it, paid back, whatever, if you'll assign it as a gift. Yeah, exactly. Then you don't spoil the friendship. That's good advice. That's good life advice. All right. Somebody better come up with some life advice about driving your barge, your ship, through the Suez Canal. But Evidently. Damn it, Egypt. Good. It was from Egypt? Well, that's where the Suez Canal is, isn't it? Oh. You were thinking Panama Canal in Panama. Yep, I sure was. But that's not where this happened. I am such a ding-dong. We okay. Are, we, because we heavily funded and aided in... The development of the Panama Canal. This, so here's what you're what you're seeing here. It's it's like the nationalism form of patriarchy, okay, as you would consider it. Uh-huh. Um, whereas I would call it matriarchy. But in any event, yeah, quit just assuming. Well, it has to be close to us if it matters. No, this was there's an actual technical, across the way. There's a technical term for that. It's called American exceptionalism. Yeah, but. Okay. Yes, here's Whatever. the good news that's trending. The ship that was stuck in the Suez Canal in Egypt, not Panama, is it's no longer stuck. Thank goodness, you jackasses, effing yeah. up the canal. Yeah, that mishap caused a backup of at least, at least 400 ships. All waiting. Hey, jackass, are you going to get out of the way? Oh, man. What did they have to deliver? Well, one of the ships, one Included 20 containers, 20 shipping containers. Yeah, that's big. That's a lot. A shipping container is roughly the size of a semi-trailer. Yeah, all filled with sex toys. <sighs> so there's some angry customers on the other side of the canal. If they would bother to put their pants on, they would come pick it and demonstrate. Yep, so that happened. But hey, hooray to the ship being dislodged. That's a lot of sex toys. Yes, it is. It is. But it's also a lot of relief. <laughs> I feel like there's some kind relief? of relief. Wow. Because, because of how the ship is dislodged from the canal. Oh, my goodness. You went in a whole different direction. 
I honestly didn't mean to. Yes, but you just did. Kept happening. I just it kept happening. Wow. This is uh, this is a dark time on Awesome today. Or is it the brightest time? Well, mm. I don't know. Mm. Are you the kind of gal that that participates in the marital act with the lights on or off? Well, whatever. I'm open for adventure. That's not what I've seen. <laughs> Let's keep going, please. You're sir. embarrassed. It's yeah. time for World of Yeah. And I'm still curious. What was the answer to the other question? Never mind. Watch, read, listen, lifestyle. So long as lifestyle does not include sex toys. Apparently. If, you, if it does, you're going to be waiting a little while. Just buckle up. Indeed. What should be, what has been watched? What, what did we watch? We are mere minutes away. Mm. Minutes from the conclusion, the concluding finale of season one of Lost. Two-part. It is a two-parter. Um, I was amped up last night to watch it, got into it, what made it through the first part, into the second part, and all of a sudden I came to consciousness and realized that we weren't watching Lost yeah, anymore. Yeah, Black Sails was on. Yeah, I had apparently fallen asleep. And by apparently, we were... A good 40 minutes into an episode of Black Sails when you came to Are you serious? Yeah. I feel like, I, first of all, I have no recollection. None. I wasn't even getting sleepy. I just woke up and then I was like, what happened? So you didn't let me miss too much of it, did you? Not too much. You you saw the dude, the, the dynamite transport. You saw yeah. the, the yep. high school science teacher blow himself up while he was in the middle of a rant. Yep. It wasn't too terribly far past that when I made a statement. And there was no response. And then I said, you're asleep, aren't you? And there was no response. And so then I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> All right, reading. So we have decided to revisit that old elimination diet that we took up last year. Um like on a pre ice storm. Pre ice storm. That yeah. was the ice storm was the dislodgement of commitment. For sure, and yes, amongst many other things. Um, on a little bit more serious note, was that a euphemism towards sex toys? No. Okay. I thankfully. mean, I guess it could be, but that wasn't what I was. I intending. never know where you're going. Okay. Um, on a little bit more serious note, have had in my family of origin some. A little bit more upsetting health news with my parents. Um, my biggest concern for myself that I just have to be super realistic about is the fact that I have a very, very, very strong family history of diabetes. I have or diabetes, yep. if you know Wilford Brimley. That too. Uh, I had blood sugar issues with Nico's pregnancy. Um, continue to struggle with that. So... I felt great, and my blood sugar was doing awesome when we experimented with the carnivore mm -hmm. um, approach to eating last year. We had since very much basically abandoned it, but we decided to take it back up again. And so you encouraged me, which you had thrown this out to Awesome Today fam last year when we were looking into this, mm -hmm. to check out the book written by Dr. Paul Saladino, who's an MD, who's like probably one of the leading advocates for... He's, he's definitively, I guess you'd say, the most credentialed advocate. Yeah. And the the one who has been the, the tip of the spear in terms of 
digging through research yeah. and becoming educated here. Exactly. Just because somebody's a doctor doesn't mean they know a damn thing about nutrition. That's true. And that's not an insult to doctors. Doctors, they have a nutrition class. Well, that's so did I. As I've looked, and I have because I'm a nerd at coursework requirements, all of that, they, they aren't getting into the business of nutrition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're getting into the business of a lot of other things around it in which nutrition plays in. But this is somewhere... I'm talking way too much. This is somewhere where he's really leaned in hard because he recognized, man, if I'm if I'm really in this to to heal people, yeah, then sometimes preventative measures, right, or just dietary measures are better than medication and on and on. I didn't realize until I listened to this book. So I'm so you said check out the book. It's called The Carnivore Code. We have it in Kindle. It just recently, like in the past week, came out on audio. And I do almost all my reading on audio because that's how I can read and continue to live my life. Um, but I didn't realize until I, until I started the book that Dr. Saladino kind of got on the path of this because he, like you, except to a far greater extent, had eczema that would not heal. Mm -hmm. And this was even in college. He was a young man and he had eczema so bad that he had to be hospitalized. He got cellulitis. He got sepsis, like all of these things. And they, he was down to even eating just like meat, um, salads and avocados and eventually realized it was the vegetables in the salads that were continuing to bring some inflammation and not allow his body to heal from this huge flare-up that had put him in the hospital. Anyway, I'm only in the first section of the book, and you suggested, and he even suggests this in the book, you can kind of like go into the book. If you just are like, I'm interested in this, but I don't know how to do it, you can literally skip to the end sure, where yeah. he gives you the practical application of it. And I thought about doing that, but his storytelling and his um, narration, because he reads the book himself, is so engaging that I just have been listening straight through and he's talking about evolutionary um, development of mankind, um, what we see in, uh, uh, I want to say relics, but that's the Catholic word, in the uh, archaeological finds mm -hmm. of different tribal communities around the world, indicating what they ate and how it impacted their brain development, the right. length of their, their bones, like how tall they were. It's fascinating. I'm only in the opening chapters, but there's a lot here. And I'm so thankful that you encouraged me to actually look at the source material for yeah. this. And so that's both a read, a listen, and also affecting your lifestyle. Yeah. it's He does a really good job, I think, of, of walking through the science and in a way that you don't have to fully comprehend or retain or whatever all of the terminology. It's terminology that's familiar to me. I, I would not call myself an expert, but it's familiar to me because of my own background in health science stuff. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately those, those early chapters, what you're gaining is it's the knowledge. It's the, to decide, am I going to be, am I convicted about this or not? Yeah. You're you're never going to stick with anything that you're not convicted about. Right, yeah. This is, again, we've discussed ad nauseum in the past, the difference in motivation versus inspiration. Yeah. And to me, it's inspiring to, to really hear, okay, well, if I want to clean up all existing health maladies, which 
maybe is only important when there's something pretty severe facing right. us. Yeah. yeah which yeah. was for me this mm -hmm. past summer when all of this landed for the first time for us. It gives you some information to look at there. He walks through, I think, four or five different levels later in the book of ways to do this yes. and what's, you know, what's smart short term or what's acceptable short term, what's smart longer term, all of that. And again, from the foundation that he lays early in, it's like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, if you are a, a sort of awesome superstar, you're going to hear an overflow episode today we did a Q&A, somebody asked if we were still eating this way, and I, at the time when I recorded it, I was like, no, we're kind of off of it. But then literally in a matter of days, I just was, both of us, we had good conversations around it, like, it's time. Both of us yeah. are feeling the impact in our bodies of not eating well for extended months on end. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of like, we need to go all the way back and do a reset yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, so we're going to do a little 30-day gig and then... yeah kind of evaluate and adjust from there. Right. Okay. Listen, what could we listen to? Well, plainly, Miles Davis. Which album? I can't say that word because of the patriarchy and cancel culture. <laughs> it's where the patriarchy and cancel culture meet and have a fist fight. It's, it's where it's figured out that the patriarchy is in fact the subjugate of the matriarchy. Oh, well, Miles Davis's album, Bitches Brew. Uh -huh. Also, listen, you guys need to go to Spotify or wherever you listen to your music. I don't know if you're using something besides Spotify. I don't know how you do that, but that's your choice. Anyway, um, go look up. This is Celine Dion playlist on Spotify. Scroll down until you get to the song. It's all coming back to me now. This song came out in 1996, the aforementioned year. Mm -hmm. um, we, it, I lived in the Chi Omega dorms in 1996. My sweet mate. Mm, you said sweet Nate. <laughs> sweet Nate. Did Nate. you date multiple dudes named Nate? Yes, they were all sweet. All of them. That's disturbing. My sweet mate's name was Kara. And she had this. Kara. I almost said her last name. Yeah. Accident. Thankfully, I didn't. Thank you for not flirting. No editing necessary. <laughs> exactly. Um, my sweet mate had this on CD, this song, It's All Coming Back to Me Now by Celine Dion. She had gone through a breakup of a bitter variety, as you know, college flings can be. He from another university. No, no. No? No, he was a pike. We were kind of... Okay, because I was under the impression, because I, I knew of her because of your affiliation yeah. with her. That she was that mystique that only dated from out of town. Oh, no. A carryover well, from the high school version. I mean, she probably did, but no, there was one particular pike okay. named Mac, actually, um, who they had a bitter breakup. And she listened to this song on repeat in our in our dorms. I would go out and ride around town with her. She'd bring it, put it in her car, play oh, wow. it. Just the one song, mind Crying you. Crying and smoking. Crying, smoking, and drinking Diet Coke fountain style, mm. 50 cent fountain drinks. Um, that song is so good for processing your big feelings. I admonish you. I encourage you at the highest level. Go listen to It's All Coming Back to Me Now at least once today on this, the day of Celine Dion's birth. You will not be sorry. Okay. 
I probably won't, but I encourage others to. Oh, do. You're going to listen to it whether Damn you like it or not. It will want be on to. our Alexa. I'm going to put it on the Alexa setting where it plays on all the devices through the house. Okay. Well, I have systematically removed all of my devices from recognition. It's a little trick I learned in the, in the Secret Service. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's not true, unfortunately. Okay. What else? Well, you tell me for lifestyle. What do we have? Well, okay. So I took our three boys mm-hmm. to run errands with me. We had to make a target stop, as you sometimes do. Nico's home from school this week because there was a COVID case at his school and the they overreacted and shut the whole damn school down. Apparently, this is the county health department recommendation right now. Shut it down! Yeah. So they shut the whole school down. So Nico's home for the week. That's a whole lifestyle thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. I took the twins and Nico with me. At the checkout at the Target, the twins spotted with their little eagle eyes. I spy with my little eye. An, an edition of Life magazine, which I did not even know was still in publication. I didn't either. Entirely devoted to... Godzilla. They mm-hmm. asked me with those little puppy dog hazel eyes you in there. You bought it, didn't you? I bought it. Of course I did. It's like $14. Holy shit. $13.99 at Target. Wow. How can I deprive them of the Godzilla goodness? And you this get the like week? 10 pounds of chicken necks for $13.99. Or turkey necks. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Chicken necks, not so good. <laughs> turkey necks, yeah, that's where it's at. Anyway, they're so excited. As of you guys listening to this, tomorrow is the day for Godzilla vs. Kong, but they have been just reading. They can't read all the words. It's a lot. It's yeah. not meant for kids. It's not like adult material. It's right. Godzilla still. Well, but it's like adult long- Godzilla material. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> Speaking of sex toys, wait, mm-hmm. um, no, it's, it's like long form essays and those types of things, but there's tons of Godzilla pictures and they have just been looking through it and having a great time with it. So that's that. Perfect. And we have Wednesday, the Godzilla movie yeah. dropping. Yes. That's a thing. Yeah, I know. We're trying to figure out how much of, we, we may have to create a EMP in Blackout Town and then restore our own power and have all the people come to enjoy. The boys want to have a huge party. It's yeah, kind of hard in I these. Know times. I don't know what we're going to do there. We'll figure something out, but they'll be watching it. I'm confident. Party or no party. Yes. They'll enjoy it either way. Yes. Um, I have before before anyone sees me again on our wildly popular YouTube channel, I will have a beard trim and I will be absent of a Jeep. Oh, yeah. In my life. That's right. Now, in preparation for that, I will be absent of it for two days uh, to be getting a lift kit and big, ridiculous tires and all of the things that I'm quite sure will make me happy. Yep. In the meantime, I did today wash it and have begun waxing it. The sun became too intense in the driveway, so that will be finished either just prior to going over to the shop or whatever. Because she, she needs a little wax. Yeah. Got to get that done. Um, also, just as an aside, the Jeep Wave we've discussed in the past. That's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. I did a little reading on it, and I will say I'm a bit outraged. Ooh, why is that? Well, the Jeep Wave was not created by Jeep. Okay. 
the Jeep wave originally came about. So do you know when the Jeep became popular? I feel like we've talked about like popular in production, like in World War II. Yes, that's okay. exactly right. Yeah. And then, in fact, when the veterans came home, they had recalled the thrill and enjoyment of the Jeep, and they wanted it. And with the war effort ending and all of that, Jeep was like, well, damn, we're making all these things. And mm -hmm. so it became a commercial production thing. Yeah. Well, what do military members often do when they pass each other? Salute. A salute. Mm -hmm. And so the Jeep wave was developed. It began with either a two or four finger thing off of the steering wheel. It was a, it was a kindly salute with the reality that more often than not, a Jeep driver would have been a former military person. Okay. A veteran, mm -hmm. as they call them. Yes. Yes. Or former military person. <laughs> Whatever the case may be. And so, and, but it was very specific because at that time, Jeep was the Jeep, what we would now refer to as Wrangler. Yeah. Um, well, I was reading where Jeep, the company, Jeep Chrysler, Dodge, all yeah. the same ownership thing, where they were like, oh, no, listen, we're commandeering this from you. And we're going to demand that, in fact, regardless of what type of Jeep you drive, if somebody throws up the Jeep signal to you, they could be in a Jeep Liberty, a Jeep Cherokee, a Jeep whatever else that you were obligated to send the wave back. I disagree. You didn't like Wholeheartedly. That. Right. To me, this is a Jeep Wrangler thing, and I refuse to wave at the Jeep Liberty, even if it's a family member driving it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's unique to the, the Wrangler. Don't pollute this with your trying to be cool thing. You... you it's the Jeepriarchy, the, the company no. trying to take it over. No, no, sir, is what I say. Damn no? Not quite damn no. Oh. But it, press me on it and we'll see. Okay. Hey, I forgot to mention this at the top of the show. Mm hmm I didn't wear any makeup today. Well, you're gorgeous and glowing as normal. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. It's very rare that I come on camera with no makeup. Is it? How would I know? What? How would I know? You literally look at me every day. I do look at you every day, and most often when you're the prettiest is when you're without makeup. Well, so. okay then. Mm, did I rescue myself? Yes. How does one dig oneself out of a hole, you might ask? <laughs> Take notes. All right. Well, I think that's everything. Is okay. that everything? I think that's everything. Okay, then may all of you have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. He-Man may or may not be bulgy. I do think, however, that we can all agree that his musculature is not natural. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.